some way different for others but i have some good i got the goods today you guys i have on the phone with me shang he's a transplanted new yorker who's carefully nurtured evolution from stand-up comedy to socio-political satire and gives heavy fight to the spoken word and outspoken word he is the 2010 fame cast comedy winner Shang has been seen on CBS's The Late Late Show, two-time BET's Comic View Grandstand winner, HBO's Def Jam and Def Poetry, Star's First Amendment, SITV, Moon 2 Comics Unleashed, NBC's Heroes, CBS's CSI, and NCIS and Jamie Foxx's Laugh-A-Palooza on Comedy Central. Need I say anymore? How you doing, Shane? I'm good, man. I'm good. 
feel like I'm doing better than I really am. No, I mean, you are doing your thing. You've been doing your thing for a while, and I appreciate you taking this time. And I mean, and you, you, yes, yes, and you're blessing me by being here. And you have quite the following too. It's incredible. You got. I'm doing all right with the following. Yeah, my my um my Twitter following is starting to be bigger than I I thought it would be because I make a lot of comments about whatever's going on in Congress, government, Mm -hmm. you know, anything in society. I made a comment about Trayvon Martin because Uh I thought that if they try to act like it's not a racial situation, it was just silly. That's just right. Exactly. And I got so much backlash from me just saying that. I was like, great. I was like, okay, (laughs) let's get it going then. Exactly. Talk is good. You know, whether they talk about you. But you've got like over a million plus fans through your website and these Twitter and Black Planet and Facebook, and you're all over, man. You know, you're. Yeah, a million point eight. Wow. And, and wow, that's incredible. And the Los Angeles Times revered you and says she's provocative, intelligent, edgy, political, extremely funny. Um, That's true. That's all true. (laughs) Well, no, it was, you know what? It was weird. It's like when they reviewed me, I guess. See, the thing is, when people don't know you, they think automatically you can't be doing good. Right. If, I, if I haven't heard of you, you must not be doing good. <laughs> exactly. And that's not, that's not true. Like, there's bands out there that go platinum you haven't heard of. Exactly. But um, that, that's the situation I deal with in L.A. and just in general. I'm not going to just say L.A. because people in general, somebody will say, how's your little comedy thing going? I said, why don't you ask a thousand people that saw me last week, what are you talking about? <laughs> just stop it. Your little go, comedy thing. You know, so right now, I'm, No, that's right. And other folks love it just as we do. So, and they yeah. love it just as much as us. Sometimes I even more. White people at chicken places more mm-hmm. than they at Roscoe's more than I have. Okay. <laughs> and I have high blood pressure, so I can't mess with it anyway. All so, right, it is. <laughs> so it's just, um, that's the thing. But I mean, I'm blessed. You know, I'm trying to get this Twitter thing popping. I've really been focused on that. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's listening, follow me on Comedian Shang. That's my Twitter, at Comedian Shang on Twitter. And my website is I am Shang. If you Google Shang, comedian Shang, I'm the only person come up. I know that. So, I did it, and it was so, like <laughs> roll call. Yeah, so I, I got to get it out there. But no, it's been going good. The, the jokes been going good. You know, um, I've been having good sets. The um, the politics are heating up, so that's mm. giving me a lot of material. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, Romney is just such a, a, a flip floppy. He's just so full of bull. It's like crazy. <laughs> you know, it's like. That's serious. I mean, he'll say something, and they'll, and then CNN will go, that was a flat-out lie. <laughs> flat-out. And there's still people following him. So that tells you how incredibly retard people yeah. are sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It takes all kinds, though, you know, to make the wheel work. Because if it was all one-sided, know, it was... It was it, it, still, sometimes <laughs> you got the point that, hey, that was stupid. You can't just... You can't just let... Sometimes people say, no, but that's the way the world is. No. Uh-uh. No. no. Call it like you see it. Oh. And start trying to eat their face. Can we? No. Can we? Can we? Oh, he was hungry. No, he was crazy. Right. Can we talk about that? Isn't that? That was insane. Amazing phenomenon. I've heard about more than one incident, actually. That there's. Because it it, it is. Oh, it's a fad. You know, people are falling. Like, yeah, well, they did it. I got to do it. I mean, no. Fighting faces. Come on. It's just to the point where um, it just makes me sad that it's just like nobody. Nobody's. I mean, people are so beat down. It's mm-hmm. like I'll do whatever I gotta do, mm-hmm. and I just I'm not to that point yet. I mean, and I have some crazy problems, and I still go. You know what? I got up. I'm breathing. Mm-hmm. The sun That's outside. right. Appreciation. You know, 
for being here. But you know, this is one thing I was talking with a friend of mine just recently, and we spoke about you know the, the recent occurrences like with Venus passing the sun and that solar eclipse and the lunar eclipse all in this year in a short period of time. And I think that energy has affected people because you know it, that's bigger than us. That's a heavenly thing that's happening, and it's, it's, something's going on. We can't explain it. We don't know, but something that's, that's a sign of change. That's a definite sign of something going on, and I think it's affected people. If you're on, it's, a, it's two-sided. If you were weird and whacked out, you're more weird and whacked out. But if you're on the positive, on the up and up, your thing is going to fly. There's no middle ground right now, I feel, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, right now, it's going, I mean, people are having a tough time. That's why I think that, was, for me, comedy is important. Hmm. You know, from that standpoint, you know, even though I do talk about the issues, I tell you, make it, you know, Lighten it up a little bit, yeah. you know. Um, you know, make people feel a little good for a minute. Mm-hmm, got you know, to get away from how they've been feeling. It's just so much stuff, and that's the purpose of it. I want people to laugh till they pee on themselves. I want them. <laughs> I want people to wear diapers. That that's my plan. Do you hand them out? Do you hand them out the door? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start handing out diapers at the door at, at my shows. Uh, that's how hard I'm going on stage. I'm not. I'm not messing around. I am not messing around no more. I, my main thing right now is really just trying to make sure that people, you know, have a good time. But at the same time, leave and go, wow, he dropped some knowledge yeah. I wasn't hip to. Right, right. Because I've caught you a few times on, on TV, but I I have not seen you live, and that's one thing I'm impressing you from. I've got to see you live. Because well, there's I, nothing I like... A, I got some shows coming up. I got a show coming up. Um, I'm doing the improv coming up soon. Mm. Um, at the end of this month I'm at the John Lovett Podcast Theater tonight mm. and I'm going to have a podcast coming out that I'm going to be doing it's, like, uh, it's going to be a political but funny mm-hmm. I'm definitely funny first Okay. political socio-political um, podcast talking about the issues and stuff that people that you know knew they were thinking but right. they don't say it I'm <laughs> so going to have that on uh, I love it and making fun of the mainstream trying to minimize the intellect of black folks yes you know, love we it we have a lot of black folks that aren't up on things but there's a lot that are mm-hmm. and so um, but the name of this podcast is really hard I don't know <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna turn away some religious people you think <laughs> no okay I'll say it the name of the, the podcast it's people, I don't know if they're gonna get it but it's okay. directed towards certain people it's called monkey with a brain bitch oh. <laughs> and it's basically telling saying look you can call me with all you want okay. I got a brain okay and then I added the Right, right. On the end, like, hey, so just so you know, uh-huh. I'm still hood. Right. Hey, so, <laughs> I, still, cool. I, still, I still will run up on cool. You know, you want them to know, hey, I'm sitting here reading, you know, Philistine prophecies, but at the same time, I won't choke you. Okay, so then. You want them, want them to know both. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so, can we swing it back to, can we take a few leaps back in time and go back to your days in New York? Right. When you were starting out. Now, before you started comedy, what were you doing before comedy? Uh, uh, let me see. I drove a forklift. Um, I was carrying liquor uh, on 67th Street. I was carrying liquor at the uh, liquor store. I was stocking. Mm. I was doing that. Um, I worked on the docks mm. for a little bit. Um, Heavy labor. Is your family still in New York, everybody? Uh, no, they're all over the place. Oh, my no. brother moved down here because he said, oh, it's 82 degrees in January. <laughs> so, yeah, shit, I'm coming here. Okay. So, um, here, and then um, Milwaukee, mm. and I still have some in Pittsburgh, um, Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica, Jamaica, uh, the, the island? Oh, okay. Yeah, Jamaica, Jamaica. Cool, cool. And so, I mean, you know, right now, that's what I've been focused on, you know, just trying to get in touch back with my family because I had to let them go for a minute because they were just draining me. Okay. Just I, I, draining I, me because, you know, just constantly asking 
understand the concept. <laughs> and after a while, I was like, really? <laughs> so what, what made you take that leap into the comedy arena? Um, I was, you ever see that cat uh, that's always bitching about the government? And you see what it is, is they ain't got no pencils in the school. I was that dude. I was okay. Pretty, I was that dude when I was younger. Like, see, what is, the reason is because women's rights and women, you know, even though I was trying to still get some sex. Right. You know, so like, it's women's rights and it's fighting the power. And I, I was the cat with the red, black, and green medallion. Okay. And, you know, okay. High end, high on the edge. sell it <laughs> that's cool that's cool so did you now did you jump into a lot of training or like a lot of comedy workshops or did you just go for it on your own? It. you just did it See, that's an interesting point because a lot of people have different approaches to comedy. I mean, they just think you just get up there and you just talk. Some people are great at free flow and improv, and some people have to write it down and know their material. You know, so that I'm in between now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in between. I'm, in between. I'm, I'm more in between. I can do. Um, now I gotta have more structure because for a while there I just went crazy. Mm. I was like, whatever comes out, comes <laughs> you know, out. You were ranting. <laughs> so let me ask this: between the acting and the comedy, which you prefer? You like it all? Comedy by far. Comedy acting by far. Acting too subjective. Um, I don't get that same feel. Mm. That live audience is just—it mm. smashes that. There's no comparison. Mm. Like it's not even in the ballpark of a comparison. Okay. Uh, so. So out of the acting, though, what was one of your most favorable moments? Which show and why? Like. What? Uh. Okay. The black audiences ain't gonna get into all of that political stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yes, they will. You bring it the right way. <laughs> and they turned me down for like four years. And then finally, when I got on there, I smashed and got a standing O. But mm. it, it, they, it, the fact that they turned me down actually motivated me, made me like, okay. I know that's y'all right. Y'all gonna see. Okay, I'm, man. I'm gonna get y'all. Right, yeah, you you know. brought the heavy artillery. <laughs> yeah, and I thought I, then I ended up having a really, you know, really, really, really strong show. Mm. Um, and I think that, uh, that was one of my favorite moments from the standpoint of just proving a point that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And then, but, you know, um, hmm. would, you, would you care to but, talk about an unfavorable moment? One of the most, something that um, wasn't pleasing to your well, parents? Um, getting booed in D.C. because I did a Mary and Barry joke and didn't realize that they loved Mary and Barry <laughs> at the time. Oops. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, and I, I just, I, I said, what is wrong with, I, instead of just figuring, that was just stupid, I asked the crowd, why did you rehire a crackhead? What is wrong with you? <laughs> you know you're going to sell some policies to get some crack. What's wrong with you? What do you mean we don't have the freeway no more? Well, you sold it because you needed some luck. So oh. I said that on stage, Ooh. and they were like, okay, we can't then. Okay. okay, then. So the hell, and then I heard <laughs> 
I was like maybe five minutes into my show. Uh-huh. So it's and I was I was actually killing up to that point, and then I just oh they hated me. <laughs> they booed me off the stage first. Then I'm walking to the car. Uh-huh. This is in DC. Yeah. Then they booed me as I was walking to the car. <laughs> followed you. I'm driving off. They booed the car as I was leaving. <laughs> uh, it was, it it's was, like, okay, I, I got like, it. I got the point. <laughs> I, I, you, I, you didn't like me. I get it. I, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, that, that was it. The joke was about Mary and Barry. Because mm. I just was stunned. I'm like, why did you, what, what? <laughs> you know, I was just like, you know, you saw him smoking crack. I don't want him running nothing. Right. <laughs> So, is your fa- I mean, family-wise, I mean, are they very supportive of you? Do they love what uh, you're doing? My brother, no, no, no. I'm my brother a little bit. Okay. No, no, no. no, no. no. Okay. I wish yeah. that I had more support, but and like I've had women in my life that just—I don't know why—it's not supportive at all because um, it's it's hard for some of the people I used to be with, and, you know, to deal with the, you know. The demands of what I do, mm-hmm. and, and, and it would always turn out, you know, like that. that, that, that right. Cool. And, but, yeah, my brother, not really, because he thinks I should be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And they, they, like when Steve Harvey and all those comics, they wanted everybody was wearing suits. Mm-hmm. Everybody looked like a comatron. I didn't want to be that way. <laughs> you know, I was never that way. Anyway, so right. I was like, I want to be comfortable on stage, and mm-hmm. I don't want to look like I'm selling insurance. <laughs> You know, I, these cats was like, that's, to me, that was like, I don't want to be that way. <laughs> right, right. Um, I hear that. So let me, yeah. let, let me ask you this. From your standpoint, what do you feel about the state of the industry right now? Um, horrible. Uh, I think it, I'm, I, I'm positive because I'm just going to go, I'm staying in my lane, and, mm-hmm. and it's very niche now, so I'm just going to stay in my niche. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go to the party with the woman that wants to get me. I don't want to go... <laughs> You know, I just don't feel like, you know, because you have a million YouTube hits, that makes you talented. That's, oh, thank you for that. that. Yeah, there's a guy that's fingering a cat, and he got a million hits. Well, of course. Right. You're fingering a cat. That's disgusting, number one. Why are you doing that, too? But, I mean, people want to see stuff like that. So exactly. this person, because he did that, gets booked at clubs, mm-hmm. and he's horrible. And on but television shows, you know, talk songs. shows and all that, you know, and they talk about it. The top, and he gets on talk shows, and... Wow. Talking you about know? nothing. <laughs> no, yes. Absolutely. Yes. No substance, no structure, no nothing. Yet. Mm. You mm. know, that's what it is. Yeah. So, um, my so, brother is, is, is one thing, oh, you should be doing, you know, like these other guys who wear suits, talk about white people and black people dance different. Beat your kids. Uh, and, you know, and I've seen it a bazillion times. Right. I'd rather be something where they go, somebody goes, oh, I never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. And still make them laugh. Yeah, being innovative is the way to go these days. You know? For me, yeah. yeah. But I think the industry, a lot of rehashing, a lot of movies are remakes. There's not, there's not as many original concepts. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that from that standpoint. But the internet, on the other hand, has opened it up where you can run your own thing. I can do my own thing and I don't have to. Um, right. It, beca- it has I, become very enterprising. You know. Right. Right. I can sell my CD. Mm-hmm. Without being signed, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm good with it. Right you know? now, is there is there some like a little tidbit or positive message you can leave for some upcoming comedians or artists who want to jump into this crazy cesspool we in? It's true, but no, I would say you know make sure that you focus on the bigger side of the what you're doing, business, mm-hmm. and I think to focus on that, but make sure you can back up what you do. Like if you do have a lot of followers mm-hmm. on Twitter or a lot of Mm-hmm. So don't forsake the craft just for the numbers. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people that can draw that are horrible. Britney Spears is horrible. She cannot sing. <laughs> she got in because of just this creepy, older white men like the little girl in the school skirt. And she had a little bit of a body. So they, like, that's it. But from a singing aspect, she was horrible. Mm-hmm. But her numbers were good because of the marketing. Mm-hmm. That's so what it's all about these days. I feel days. like you got to have, have both. You better be able to bring it. 
No. When you come, somebody pay their money, go get a child. They got to get their, if they have children, they got to get a babysitter, they got to pay for parking, they pay for drinks. Okay. You should give them a, a great show and not be half-assed. Right, right, right. So, Mm-hmm. One 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 more quick question. Now, the, I don't know much about this side of it, but as far as like the you know musicians and promoters have an interesting type of relationship. Now, are promoters and comedians do they have an interesting relationship too? Like the pay for play thing that's going on. Does that happen in your industry? Uh, yeah. And, but, uh, and, and how do you feel about that? Like, uh, how do you feel about it though? Um, it's a, you know, evil of the business. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't like it at all, but again, uh, that's, I mean, there was a list of stuff I didn't like about this. You know, like, <laughs> we could go on for a couple hours, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but no, I mean, again, I, I've been doing it a long time. I've been, mm-hmm. I'm still in the business. I'm still doing it. I'm still um, making moves the best I can. I'm making more moves than I did before mm-hmm. because I just got to disenchant it. But I would say, you know, it's, it's people know how desperate people are. So mm-hmm. they'll, like, yo, you pay me to get up on stage. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's a shame. Well, over here at the Underground, we are working on that situation. We're starting this movement called Occupy the Industry, and I will keep you posted. Um, well, I mean, and I will blast it out there like crazy. Yeah, because we've got to re-empower the artists again. You know, that's that's my mission. That is my mission. I, I, and I thank I, you for you know giving me your time, and your energy for this. This is wonderful. No, I was, that's it, man. It's so cool. I see. The thing is, I also to my core. Uh, when I say this to my core, I appreciate it. I appreciate anybody. Nobody got to do nothing for you. Like, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. You don't have to interview me, nobody. And anybody that interviews me or even gives me time of day, I I work hard, but I, I appreciate it immensely. You're most, most, most so welcome. For your time. Yeah, could you give me your, all your contact information again one more time, please? Um, yeah, definitely check me on my website. It's I A M S H A N G I M Shang.com. Sign up on my website. You get free passes to the shows. They still don't make you buy two drinks, but you get in free <laughs> when you're on my list. Mm. Um, and also follow me on Twitter, comedian Shang. Um, on Twitter and my YouTube channel, it's all linked to my site. So go to my site, become a subscriber. Um, that way, like you said, empowering the artist. Mm. If you want to see somebody that's not going to necessarily compromise and bring it to you all and actually have some substance, and, you know then. You know, you'll like my stuff if you if not, then you won't. So, All righty then. Um, but check me out on my website, I am Shang. Yeah, he is Shang, y'all. Check him out. Thank you so much, Shang, for talking to Uncle Earl in Underground today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and we will be in touch as we have been. Okay, cool. Thank All right, you. man. Take care. Have a great day. Right, All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, didn't I tell you? I got the goods. There are more. Coming your way here on Underground Experience and the Occupy the Industry Movement. Stay tuned.
Sandra Phillips, who you've all heard about for the past two years, I won't tell who she is, but they worked together in San Francisco in a very exciting dinner theater show called Teatro Zanzani. I was on the pier, and um, they'd have people, performers serving you your meals, and um, you know it was quite entertaining and shocking and burlesque and all that kind of good stuff. And he was a, one of the performers. He's a tap dancer. And he does a special boxing thing that he does in performance. Among other things, he's a singer, he's an actor. I went recently to see him for his graduation project at uh, downtown at USC. Amazing, amazing guy, Mr. Joe Oreck. And he has a show coming up, and I want to just enlighten you and get you down there, because you need to know. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Lacey. Thank you. Thank you for that great, beautiful introduction. Oh, man, you're welcome. You know how we do here. We do here. <laughs> but, um... Just give them a little history on yourself, like where you're from and your background a little bit. Yeah, sure. My background is, uh, I'm f- originally from the Bronx, New York, and then we moved, my family moved out to Long Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Puerto Rican, Italian background. Dad's from Puerto Rico, and mom's from the Bronx, which is as close to Italy as um, a lot of people have gotten. So um, <laughs> so I, I grew up, left high school, uh, went into the military, the Air Force, mm-hmm. Uh, boxed in the Air Force because I was my com- po- most Puerto Ricans that I know box. So uh, <laughs> got to sometimes. Yes, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> my my brother, was, yeah, <laughs> my brother was the heavyweight champ of uh, uh, in New York, and I was the welterweight champ in the Air Force. So um, got out of the service, thought I was going to turn professional, uh, and quit. Got mm. scared. Okay. And they had taken some ballet classes for my footwork in the ring, mm-hmm. and um, decided as I was when I, while I was driving a truck that I would uh, take some more ballet classes. That I, Then I realized after two years I wasn't going to be a ballerina. You were stuck. <laughs> but you were stuck. I, I was stuck, you're right. <laughs> and I quit driving yeah. the truck. And it was for my brother, too, mm-hmm. so I wasn't, wasn't that... I wasn't too popular at my house at the okay. time. And I moved into New York City mm-hmm. and started taking ballet classes, and ballet gave way to tap dance. Okay. And that was it. And who who did you study with? You know... In tap. Okay, um... I studied for one year with Jerry Ames. Okay. And then I stopped studying, and I just kind of watched all the cats that I admired, mm-hmm. which were mostly uh, African Americans. Gregory, uh, the Nichols Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never heard of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Slide, who is my mm. is my favorite, and it was like I was like a little boy. I would just follow him everywhere, and mm. um, and 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 everyone. Uh, Sandman. Uh, I, I got to work with just all these great mm. guys. So. Did you ever go to Henry Latang's? I went once or twice. Once or twice, okay. And the gentleman who I partnered up with, we had a seven-year uh, partnership and danced all over the world, was mm-hmm. a guy named Rod Frone, who was teaching up at Henry's. Okay. And I took a couple classes with him, but I, it wasn't my kind of thing because it was routines, mm-hmm. w- which were great. I just didn't get it. I'm mostly improvisational and mm-hmm. um, self-taught. So, okay. And as you know, it's hard. To, to learn someone else's when you're yes, it is. doing your own thing. It is. I wish I had, though. Yeah, you know. Well, it, hey, each one has his own path. Yeah. And you yeah. do what you have to do to do what you have to do. Right. And you did what you did, and you do what you're doing. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, so that um, tap, <laughs> so I started on the streets in New York City, uh-huh. tap dancing on the street corners with Rod. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I, 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 
after you had one, the hat down and everything. I had the hat oh, down. Right. We did two summers, and from there we got a few national commercials, and then I went on Star Search ah. and uh, was a semifinalist. So that m- segued into more kind of I wanted to act, and um, Rod and I broke up. Mm-hmm. Then I started a solo career, mm-hmm. uh, which David Shiner uh, of uh, Full Moon okay. uh, and um, the... Um, I can't remember the name of it, but Broadway show with, with Doctor um, Seuss. Doctor Seuss. Uh, oh, was it oh. a Seuss's musical? Seuss's musical. Seussical. Thank yes. you. Thank you. <laughs> See, Lacey's always ah. on it. L- look at Lacey. Yeah, no, I've been around. So anyway, that that moved, and then I I, I came here. Uh, uh-huh. I moved to San Francisco with a, with when I where I met your mother in Teatro Zanzani, mm-hmm. and wanted to kind of broaden my my horizons and and. Uh, Came to USC for my masters, cool. and here I am, and in the process of doing my solo show. Here you be, and we come up to the, now. I want to touch on that show that I saw. You were absolutely oh, thanks. amazing. Thanks. Can you please tell them the name of the, and give them a little rundown? Of that it was incredible, you guys. I mean, thanks. it was it was a little Shakespearean and yeah. experimental. Yes, and yes. It was it, out the box. It was. Uh, it's called Fortune Is a Woman, and it was based on Machiavelli's life. Oh. And, uh, you know, I played the, yeah. the older Machiavelli. Yeah, you took us through it. Oh, thanks. And, you know, it was just about his life as a man uh, who suffered mm-hmm. and who had uh, wanted to become someone and rose to this certain height and then was kicked out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's kicked out for the government and uh, exiled mm-hmm. and then did his best work mm-hmm. in his latter years, which the whole story is basically about Believing in yourself and never giving up. Which is so great for right this times we're in right now because Ex- those situations are happening right now. People being ousted, new change exactly. and reform and reconstruction is happening, and people are feeling, oh my God, I've got to, you know, figure it out. And then they're, they're doing some of their best work now that they're under pressure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And right now, it's never yeah. too late. It's never too late. And especially, I, I think that show is actually very, very appropriate for today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, like you, so I mean what's going on in politics yeah. and that's what he was involved in mm-hmm. and people getting you know I don't know exiled in a sense if you don't believe in the, the popular uh, yes. opinion right so uh, I love this show because it, I, I really had to go in and and question a lot of things of, yeah. of who I about myself yeah it was it was self-exploratory yeah definitely exactly. I could see all the things you guys had to go through with each other and with your character yeah yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. going on. Thanks, yeah. Hey, smorgasbord. It was. But I was so excited, and we went to my, my good friend, Kevin Ramsey was Kevin there. Kevin Ramsey. I haven't seen him in ages. So wh- how do you know Kevin? Kevin from back in the day. Back in Frank the day. Hines yeah. Hatchet performing us in a Frank Hatchett class, Maurice Hines, a great yep, yep. Like, We were all in class together. See, Lacey so and I, and Ke- we're, we're in New Yorkers. We're and that's, kindred. Yeah, exactly. And Kevin was a just a great spirit mm-hmm. who happens to live out here in, uh, mm-hmm. in L.A. now. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he's writing musicals, right? Yes, I do. Yes, yes, yes. So it was great to have, yeah, to see both of you yeah. one night at the, at the same place. We got a net. <laughs> <laughs> but now that brings us to what you're doing now, which is exciting. Yeah. Your own show. I know. Yay. I know. And it's a, it's called In My Corner. Uh-huh. And it's about my life being, growing up in a Puerto Rican Italian household mm. with with a fairly, well, a violent father. And um, that trajectory, that growth and breaking away. Mm. And it's about how a young boy tries to speak with his hands because of the violence and because of the boxing mm-hmm. and finally moves it down to his feet. Mm-hmm. And so the story is told through narrative, song, Latin jazz, tap dance, and boxing. Nice. nice. So, yeah. And it is strictly solo. It's a solo show. It's a solo show, but it has... Th- I have three live musicians on stage. Okay. It's a jazz trio that plays. You know, they, nice. they kind of rock it. And yeah. And um, actually... Would you like to give him some love? Who are they? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I was going to give someone else some love first. Okay. But, uh, no, uh, my musical director is a guy named Matthew Clark, mm-hmm. originally from Buffalo, New York. Okay. Lives out in the Bay Area. Lives in Oakland, mm-hmm. Oaktown. Uh, he's, he's, he wrote all the music except two songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mother's song, which is Ave Maria, and the father's song, which is Besame Mucho. Mm. So, and then he put, he's, he, he put all the other stuff down. And then the percussionist is a, a lovely gentleman then named Surya. He just changed his name. <laughs> it, it, it's Miha Patri. Now it's Surya 
Pacatra. Uh, he's going to kill me. Pacatra. That, that's wrong. So it's Surya. Because <laughs> okay. he just he'll, told he'll me it the anyway. other day. Yeah, he told me the other day, and I wrote it down, and I can't remember it. And, you, and, and he's on percussion. And on, on uh, upright bass is uh, Eugene Warren. Okay. And they're all from the Bay Area. Cool. So they're coming down next week. And my co-writer is the lovely Lisbeth Hassey, yes. who's my, my lady in my yes. life. Yes. So, um, and the producer. But we're doing it at the Skylight Theater here in Los Feliz. Mm. Uh, it's a 2 p.m. 2 p.m. special matinee. And this is June 30th. On June 30th, yeah, mm -hmm. Saturday. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, the, 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 I can't speak. The director <laughs> is a guy named Jeremiah Chechik. Okay. Of, uh, he directed a film that probably a lot of people know of, uh, Benny and June. Oh, yes. Yeah, I love yeah, that movie. Yeah. And you better go. Yeah. You better go on, huh? Yeah, he's All got right it going then. on. So we ch All the show's righty. changed up. Nice. It's Yeah, and uh, we're really excited. Cool. So this is a special reading but we're we're bringing it uh because it's it's equity rules it's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, it, it's in the incubator uh uh series at the skylight and it's about new work mm. or work that is you know that is as not finished so we're we've changed the beginning new director and he's just just given it a, i think a new New, new life. Great. Well, it sounds exciting. You know, I'll be there. Oh, thanks, Lacey. You know, I, I do what I can when I can. When I can, I do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, too. So, so let's get yeah. some information. Sure. How can they find out more about you? you have oh. a website? I do have a website. Mm -hmm. JoeOrak.com. J-O-E-O-R-R-A-C-H. Okay. Uh, dot com. And Twitter? Do you do, you do that? I do Twitter. But uh, it's Joe Wingtip, J O E W I N, as in Nancy, G T I P. It ain't got nothing to do with chicken. Okay. No, no. But the funny thing, Lacey's laughing because uh, you know I'm a dinosaur. I, I I I am on Twitter, but I I can barely get into the Twitter. So because I I'm like, how do I, re how do I get these again? Oh wow. So um, yeah, you can you can get me at that. At, on Twitter or or, or uh, joeorak.com, and I think I think you'll dig the story because it's it's told really in, in a kind of a unusually mm. unique way. Mm. So yeah. um, and you guys, he's intense. Trust uh, me, you're in for a treat. You're in. He's going to take you on a, a journey, a ride, for sure. Well, Joe, I thank you so much for coming and spending this time with me. Lacey, thank you so you know, much. And, and we'll have to do some more. Yeah, okay. thanks so much. I appreciate Ooh, it, brother. In the beginning, no problem, yeah. man. Love you. Love you, man. I love you too. Okay. And shout out to Liz. Hey, Liz, how you doing from the underground? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a nice, intimate moment with my good friend, Mr. Joe Oreck. Get down to the Skylight Theater, see this show. One more time with the name In My Corner. In My Corner. Get it, got it, done. See ya. <laughs> say um, the show In My Corner by my friend Joe Oreck. It's at Skylight Theater once more. This coming Saturday, June 30th. 2 p.m. matinee only. And it is a $15 suggested donation, but if you cannot pay, they will turn no one away. Skylight Theater is at 1816 North Vermont Avenue, Los Angeles, California. You can also call 702 582-8587 Now, we're going to get back to some music This is Miss Lauren Derwent Courtesy of Deuce Management 
Never gonna breathe. Get in.
at Sailor's Gym, and she snuck up in there, but I don't think anything happens by accident. That was supposed to happen. God did that in my book. Okay, we're going to keep the music going with another group that I love called Blackberry Wednesdays. One of my music x-ray family members. This song is called Hey I. Check it out. Yes, yes, that was Blackberry Wednesdays with Hey I. I hope you had a good trip with me this morning and this evening or whatever time it is in your zone. Um, this is Uncle Earl, your host, Captain and DJ of the Underground Experience, wishing you love, peace, joy, and blessings. Life is beautiful, and we should all embrace it and help each other on this journey. 
Like I said, it's all about unity for me. And um, gathering soldiers for our Occupy the Industry movement, please go to our website, www.ultimateunderground.com. Join our social networks, get involved, and please help us help you. That's what it's all about. And on that note, I'm going to leave you with another tune called Beautiful by Mr. Al Goodwin. I received this from Music and Film, a company run by Mr. Stephen Wrench, a new member of the Underground family. Have a wonderful day, night, evening, dawn. Whatever you have, just have it. Love each other and love yourselves. We only have one. Take care. Ciao. Thank you.